It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast, our 2022-23 fantasy hockey preview. If you haven't had your fantasy drafts yet, this is the place to be. And to just kind of give a fresh perspective of what fantasy hockey expects from the Buffalo Sabres in this season. We're presented by Built Bar, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Let's get going. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's everybody? What's up, everybody? Great start. Flying start here. Jody Biasi on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Just four days away, five days away. Did I already get that wrong? What a start. Should I hit the start over button? I'm fired up. Five days to go until the start of the Buffalo Sabres season. Uh, and that means that we're still in preview mode, which means we'll have a couple more, uh, a couple of divisional previews coming up in the coming days. The Lightning, the Panthers, the Leafs, of course, the Red Wings and Senators are going to be the two most interesting teams, I think, because they made big swings in the offseason to get better right away. So that is coming up in the coming days on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Today, though, a fantasy hockey preview specifically for the Sabres. If you haven't had your draft yet, you want one of your hometown team guys? Well, today, this is the place to be. Find some information. We got ADPs. I've got my opinions on where you should draft each Sabre. Darlene, Thompson, Power, Tuck, Skinner, Olafson, Krebs, and Eric Comrie. We got info, info and all that stuff for you coming up in just a little bit. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Lockdown Sabres. I'm on Twitter, at Sticky Joe Sports. But leave us a review wherever you may be listening. We always appreciate that. Nice five-star review. And on our YouTube channel, uh, like and subscribe there. Be sure to drop a comment in there. Keep it friendly, though. You know, those YouTube comment sections can get out of control fast. Our listeners are usually pretty darn good about it. Um, but we always do appreciate a comment. And today's question of the day actually comes from Jeff on our YouTube channel. And his question is about the goaltending situation. Is there any chance Uka Pekalukkanen could start the season with the Sabres? Jeff, my answer on that is no. I don't think there's a chance he starts the season. Should there be a, a chance? That I might want to answer yes. In fact, I think it's becoming more and more clear that if he's not the best goalie on the team, he's one of the best two goalies on the team. Last year, statistically, in a limited sample, he was the best goalie on the Sabres. This year, is it out of the realm of possibility that right now he's their best goaltender? Of course not. But I don't think, given the moves they made, Anderson on a one-year deal, Comrie on a, on a short-term deal, uh, I think Lukanen is going to start the year in Rochester, also given what Kevin Adams has said about the subject matter as well. Thank you for the question, though. Uh, fantasy hockey. So, again, we've got a couple of different forwards, only two defensemen, and really only one goalie to talk about. But we're going to fly through them here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And we are going to start with the forward group before we get to the defensemen and then inevitably to the goaltending situation. So 
Let's go in order of average ADP. <clears throat> excuse me. Average draft position. So a couple of things. Fantasy hockey lingo that if you're not familiar with fantasy and you're not really sure like what something means, I'm going to use the term ADP a lot. If you don't know what ADP means, sorry, I'm just unwrapping my dog from Finn, really? So for those listening right now, my dog is currently laying on the cord to my microphone. All right. I think we I think we managed. Sorry for that. Sorry about that. Anyways, ADP means average draft position. So I will give you the number overall, the round, and of course, where they're going positionally, which I think for a lot of these players is the most interesting part of where these guys are being drafted is who are they going ahead of? Who are they going behind? So let's start at the forward group. Who is the highest drafted Buffalo Sabre? Not that hard to guess. Tage Thompson is the highest drafted Sabre in fantasy hockey. His average draft position using data from Yahoo and Fantrax, the consensus ADP, Thompson is going 101. There's no forward for the Sabres inside the top 100. You know, 32 teams times three. No, there, other teams might have three or four guys before the Sabres even get one. Thompson at 101. Round eight, pick four. So round eight, pick four. That means he's going as the 13th right winger and the 27th winger overall. Thompson is going just ahead of, or excuse me, going just ahead of Thompson is Tomas Hurdle, Joe Pavelski, Tim Stutzla. And going behind the likes of Tage Thompson, uh, Tavo Teravainen, Anze Kopitar, mm, Jordan Cairo, Brian Rust. A lot of good talent that is going behind Tage Thompson. I would rank Thompson a little bit higher. I'm comfortable picking him over Hurdle. I'm comfortable picking him over Stutzla for sure, who is a unknown commodity, even though he had a really darn good year last year. We don't know if this is it for Tim Stutzla. You're drafting Stutzla thinking there's a higher ceiling to come. Thompson, he probably is maxed out. Is he getting more than 30 goals? Maybe there's a 40-goal season there, but I'm talking a marginal improvement, if anything. You know, sure, clip this and tell me I'm an idiot if he gets 41 goals, but I'm not considering three goals to difference to be some massive jump. I don't think he's going to 50 and I don't think he's going to 90 points, which that would qualify as a massive jump. The likes that Stutzla is capable of. So I would be okay taking him above hurdle. I would be okay taking him above Joe Pavelski. I would not, or excuse me. I would, I would take him over Stutzla as well. Uh, depending on what your team looks like. Um, if you're looking for some upside, what you've got ahead of you, if you've got a lot of young guys and take Thompson, if you've got a lot of veterans, take a Stutzla. So that's Thompson, 101. And is he deserving of being the highest drafted fa- saber? I think he is. Second on the list, forward-wise, is Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck is going 162nd overall. That is round 13, pick five. So we're talking late in the draft. We're already getting to our second saber forward. Tuck is going over Oliver Bjorkstrand of the Seattle Kraken, over Sam Bennett, over Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's going behind Tyler Sagan, Jake Sanderson, Vinny Trocek. So the thing with Tuck is he's got a lot of this intangible value, right? I don't think he's got championship winning potential on your fantasy hockey team. And for that reason, I don't really like the idea of drafting Alex Tuck at all. I don't think I would draft Alex Tuck. Yes, he's going to give you some production, but I want to be chasing championship-level upside. Give me 35-plus goals, 40 goals. Give me 80 points. Give me something along those lines. And what's Tuck? Tuck for his career. 
Last year, 38 points in 50 games. So if you average that out over 82 games, yeah, not too bad. We're talking about almost a 60-point player. That might be it for him. 52 is his career high in points before this past season. And again, he only got the 38. It was half a season. He's never eclipsed 20 goals. He got to 20 goals one time, but he has never surpassed the 20 goal mark. So for those reasons, I don't see a lot of offensive upside in Tuck. I think he's just a darn good player. You know what you're going to get from a Sabres perspective. He's one of those guys that's better in real life than he is in fantasy. So Alex Tuck, round 13, I would stay away. Jeff Skinner is going 195 overall, round 16, pick three. That is left winger 33. Now, Tuck is going three rounds ahead of Skinner. I would draft Jeff Skinner over Alex Tuck because we've seen Jeff Skinner score 40 goals. This past year, we've seen Jeff Skinner score 30 goals. You're going to get the goal-scoring production if it goes well for Skinner. Tuck is going to be annoying. Tuck is going to be the guy where I keep him on my team. He's good enough to not drop, but he's not quite good enough to be in my starting lineup, so he sits on your bench. Skinner will know what cut type of year we're having from Skinner. He's either going to be 30-plus goals and he's in your starting lineup, or he's going to poop the bet again and you're going to be dropping him. So I take the flyer on Skinner because the goal-scoring production is much higher than it is in Alex Tuck. He is going... Behind Cam Atkinson, behind Blake Wheeler, behind Andrew Mangiapane. I think that's probably fair. Skinner going ahead of Travis Konechny, Victor Olofsson. We'll get to him in a second. And Joel Erickson. I think that's fair. I think Skinner's probably properly rated. He's a guy that I would want to take a swing on uh, with the last pick or one of the last picks of my uh, fantasy hockey draft. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. And that was me scrambling to unplug and replug my headphones in because the dog, this guy right here for our video listeners. Hey, you're joining on the show. You're joining in on the show. This guy, this is the culprit, the wet bandit. All right, you're good. Uh, okay. Who are we up next? Victor Olofsson. Victor Olofsson is next in our fantasy hockey average draft position. 198 overall. Round 16. Pick 6. Left winger, 34. Olofsson's only going three picks behind Jeff Skinner. And actually, let's just group Peyton Krebs in here too. Peyton Krebs is only going six picks after Victor Olofsson. All three. Skinner. Olofsson, Krebs, their average draft position is all round 16. These are all guys that fantasy hockey players are taking a late round flyer on. And that means pick pick your poison, right? Are all these guys going to break out? Probably not. 
Krebs, by the way, is listed as a left winger here. So what you have here is left winger 33 in Skinner, left winger 34 in Olsen, and left winger 35 in Peyton Krebs. The guy I would go for here the most is Victor Olsen because I think his goal scoring production could jump a big way. I think we've yet to see the high ceiling for or the the highest mark of Victor Olsen's career. His career high right now is 20 goals. I think we are going to see multiple seasons higher than 20 goals for Victor Olison. And last year was a little weird. I know on the on the surface it looks bad, right? 20 goals on 72 games for a pure goal scorer. That's not great. But remember the wrist injury last season. The wrist injury took him out of commission. And then when he got back, he was not right. It was clear he wasn't right. And he went three, four months without scoring a goal. That's not going to happen to Victor Olison. If he stays healthy, it's not going to happen. And... What you get from Olsen in fantasy is power play production. You don't get that from Skinner. Skinner scores even strength goals. In fact, he is one of the best players in the league at scoring even strength goals in his career. But what that means is he doesn't score as many on the power play. Last year, Skinner scored five power play goals. That's it. Five of 33. Olsen, who, remember, went months without being able to shoot because of his wrist, he scored seven power play goals of 20. In fact, Olofsson for his career is like, it's something crazy. Like 40% of his goal production for his career is on the power play. Here we go. 55 goals, 27 power play goals for his career. Almost half, almost half of Olofsson's goals for his career, power play goals. And most fantasy leagues play where you get a bonus for power play production. So I'd go Olofsson over Skinner. Krebs is a little more intriguing. Krebs looks a little bit of a sexier pick. You draft Peyton Krebs in your draft, and everybody around you goes, ooh, okay, Peyton Krebs, I like that. Why? Because he's young. Because he's a guy that we have untapped potential. He's only 21 years old, and he took a step last year, a step to being in the NHL, and that's about it. 22 points in 48 games. We're talking about a 40 to 50 point pace, not quite at 50. And I think that's what you would be hoping for from uh, Peyton Krebs this year. I think Sabre fans would take 50 points, would they not? How much higher can he go? Uh, the, the, the jury is out, of course, on that. But the thing with Krebs is for him to give you fantasy production that matches an Olofsson or matches a Skinner, he's going to have to pile up assists because he just is not a good goal scorer. And I'm not sure that part of his game will ever be there. He just doesn't have a great shot, and he has a pass-first mentality. That's okay. The Sabres need a couple of guys like that. They have a lot of shooters, and it's good to have a pass-first mentality type player. Um, So for that reason, I like Krebs to generate assists, but he's going to have to generate... If if Olsen scores 27 goals, just throwing a number out there, and Skinner scores 30 goals, Krebs is going to have to put up 45 to 50 assists to match that. And then we're talking about... A 60-plus point player, that's what he would need to do. For me, he would have to be 60-plus points, uh, given that a lot of those points would be assists to pass Jeff Skinner and Olsen. So Olsen's my favorite late-round flyer of those three. Skinner second and Krebs third. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. I want to get into the two defensemen that are currently being drafted from the Buffalo Sabres. One is going a lot higher. In fact, I'm not going to lie, both are going a lot higher than I would have expected coming into this season. So we'll talk about Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Built Bar. 
I just ate a Bilt Bar right before going on the show. Do I sound a little energetic? Do I sound a little fired up? I am pretty fired up. Why? I ate a Bilt Bar before I got going. I, I should have been working out. I should have been at the gym. I should have been powerlifting or something because these things really get you going because of all the protein and because of all the energy that they provide you. And if you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, Tastes like a candy bar. It's so good. Like a, it's literally like a marshmallow, but it can be flavored. You know, cookie dough. They have different flavors. Coconut inside of a hundred percent real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs is my favorite. And they're only one hundred sixty calories. They're only a what? They're they are a whopping fifteen grams of protein. Run to built.com, Snag a box for you and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. You could, or you could find really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. I know that's kind of what I do. I'm not going to lie. Like all Bilt Bars, cookie dough, chunk puff, 100% covered in chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. How how can you beat that? So good. Um, You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. I'm going to order as many as I can, so maybe actually wait a couple minutes and then do it. Make sure I get mine first. Uh, Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and we'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15. 15% 15% off at built.com. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Let's continue through our fantasy hockey preview for the Buffalo Sabres in 2022-23. We talked about the forwards that are being drafted. Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, Olofsson, Krebs. Five forwards for the Sabres are being drafted right now. No Dylan Cousins. No Vinny Hinostroza, no Jack Quinn, interestingly. Huh? No Jack Quinn. He's a guy that keep an eye on, though, because I could see picking him up, you know, after a couple of weeks into the season, maybe even one week into the season. Uh, defenseman. Only two. I think it's probably fair, right? Darlene and Power. Samuelson is good, but he's just not going to put up offensive production. Ilya Labushkin is not going to put up offensive production. And Jacob Bryson's a fun player, and we think of him as offensive, but he hasn't put up points, really, at any level. Uh, AHL, NHL that are worthy of being drafted in fantasy, and he doesn't get the ice time nor the power play minutes. So I'm not drafting any Sabres defenseman that's not named Owen or Rasmus. Uh, and starting with Darlene, Darlene is going really high. Average draft position of 70. That is 41 spots higher than Thompson, the next closest Sabre. Darlene is going in the middle of the fifth round, pick eight in the fifth round is his average draft position. He is going as the 14th defenseman. 14. That's that's really good. Only 13 defensemen in the NHL are going above Rasmus Dahlin. Noah Dobson, Alex Petrangelo are going in the same round as Dahlin, just a little bit ahead of him. Quinn Hughes is going a little bit ahead of him. Morgan Riley. But see, we're talking here about quality number two fantasy defenseman that you could also get away with being your number one going just behind Darlene uh, Mackenzie Weger, Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones. I think that's appropriate. Uh, Brent Burns is another guy, by the way, it's going just ahead of Darlene, but that's a really high draft position, which means he's expensive. Now, if he does what he did last year, before a whole season, how many points are we talking about here? Right? He had 53 last year and 13 goals. Could we be talking about 15 plus goals and 70 points? I think that's why he's being drafted there. I feel like the expectation is Darlene took a step forward. Now he's going to do it for a whole season. Now he's going to have a better defense partner in Matias Samuelson than he had last year in Henry Okiharu. Oh, and Owen Power is there to help lift some of the burden of him defensively off in terms of defensive situations. Now Granado can deploy Darlene 
offensive zone starts and number one power play time. I guess he was already doing that anyway. That's the big key for Darlene. Is is he going to stay on the power play? And I'd be stunned if he didn't. So because of that, I like this draft position for him. I would, if you want a Sabre, even pick him a little high. End of the fourth round is the extent I would go, but I would feel comfortable picking Darlene at the end of the fourth round in fantasy hockey. Last year on the power play that made him so valuable. Three power play goals and 18 power play assists. We're talking about, again, about 40% of his production that came on the power play. You should get a bonus for that in fantasy hockey. So I like Darlene, despite the fact that he is very expensive. The only other Sabre defenseman that is being drafted is Owen Power. And he's going high. ADP 126. He's the third Sabre drafted. Darlene goes at 70, Thompson at 101, and Power at 126. Middle of the fifth of the tenth round, excuse me. Pick five of round 10. He is defenseman 31 off the board, which means he's higher than a couple of teams' number one defensemen. Now, here's why I don't like Owen Power as a fantasy pick in 2022-23. One, the name power. That's going to suck people in. Again, kind of the Krebs factor. The guy that drafts Owen Power in your fantasy league is going to get a reaction. The whole room's going to go, ooh, Owen Power. All right, I like it. Because he's new. It's the new shiny toy. And I love Owen Power for the Sabres. I don't love him for fantasy. I don't see the offensive numbers coming his way. And I've taught, if there's a theme of this episode for fantasy hockey, it is chase the power play points. That is going to be your stabilizing force. Chase the power play points. It's going to be your bonus. It's going to be your weak winning type of performance. Power, I just can't see him getting that many power play minutes. Maybe power play two. He probably will get power play two. But he's not touching power play one. That's going to be Rasmus Dahlin's role. So because of that, it's really going to limit his offensive upside. And I think he's going to get more defensive zone starts than a lot of rookie defensemen like him. I think Don Granado is going to put him in that shutdown defenseman role and allow Dahlin to flourish and take more chances offensively against some weaker lines. So I think they're going to put a lot on his plate right away as a rookie because I think he can handle it. But that means that it's going to limit how much offense I think he's able to get. 30 to 40 points. I think that's probably what we're talking about. And 30 to 40 points. The guys going behind Owen Power, Justin Falk, Bo Byram of the Colorado Avalanche, Alec Martinez, who's now probably going to be playing power play minutes and top pair minutes for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not drafting him above any of those three, especially Bo Byram, who I love for this season. Um, other guys in this range, Tori Krug. I would take Tori Krug above power. Miro Heiskanen. I would take Miro Heiskanen. Evan Bouchard of the Oilers. I, I just, I don't love power fantasies here because one, someone's going to draft him too high. So you're going to have to pay a premium. And I don't even see him meeting his ADP. So I'm out on Owen Power for fantasy this season. We'll come back. We'll talk about the goaltender, Eric Comrie. And also, is any other Sabre beat? goalie being drafted uh it's not the guy you might think but Comrie is we'll tell you where he's going and where i like him being ranked for the season what his prospects are when we come back on our fantasy hockey preview buffalo sabers edition here in the lockdown sabers podcast welcome back to the lockdown sabers podcast thanks everybody for tuning in today making us your first listen every day we talked about the forwards for the sabers of fantasy hockey and the defensemen now let's get to the goaltending Starting with Eric Comrie. Eric Comrie is being undrafted. He is undrafted for his ADP. But we do have him ranked by the position. He's goalie 36 
not good. Behind backups like Pittsburgh's Casey DeSmith and the Islanders' Semyon Varlamov. The only starter that I found going in the same range as Comrie is Philip Grubauer of the Seattle Kraken. I like taking a flyer on on uh, Eric Comrie. I like him more than backups. Uh, you should take him over a backup. He's going to get more games than Casey DeSmith. Casey DeSmith's going to play 33 games. Uh, Comrie could play 50. He could play 50, 45 to 50, and he could be great. He could be. I mean, because last year he was number one in the NHL in save percentage. I know it was only 19 games, but if he does that or anything near that, it doesn't have to be number one, but if he's number 13, 14, uh, and starting a quality amount of games on a team that's expected to be around an 80-point team and maybe has the upside to be a 90-point team, that's good. That's as good as you're going to get as an as a last-round flyer for goaltending. So if you want to do the zero-goalie zero strategy, um, Comrie would be a good guy to do it with. Get you know Go from goalie to goalie, you know, pick up some other guys that you could pick up and drop, start them. But Comrie could be kind of a stabilizing. I've got a starter. I've got a guy that could play games. Um, I like Comrie. I think his upside is there. I think the price is nothing, right? You're getting him for free right now. I draft him. In your Buffalo leagues, you're probably not. I should say this. One thing about all these players that I probably should have mentioned off the top, all these ADPs, where to pick them. If you want them in your league, assuming you're a Buffalo listener, not everybody is, but if you're a Buffalo listener and you're in a Buffalo fantasy hockey league, you probably have to pay a round premium. It just happens. It's like a, it's a, it's a natural thing. Hometown leagues, the hometown players are going to go a little bit higher than they would otherwise. So while Comrie's undrafted here, maybe he's a 15th round pick in your fantasy hockey league. I'm good with that though. I am good with that. I'm good picking him in one of your last three or four rounds. Um, depending on what your goalie situation looks like. So that's the prospect of Eric Comrie. The only threat to him, to me, is Ukapekalukanen. Lukanen is only going two spots behind Comrie for goaltenders. Lukanen is actually being drafted as goalie 38. So his ADP is undrafted, but he's getting drafted enough to qualify for this list. So I think that's a flyer people are taking and maybe outside the situation don't know that he's probably starting in Rochester. Um, I wouldn't stash him. I wouldn't stash him because it's probably going to take three weeks to a month minimum to get him in the lineup. And it could be as long as six months to get him in the lineup. I'm not waiting around to, for Kevin Adams to call him up. I would st- leave Lukanen out there. Um, wouldn't stash him. Wouldn't draft him. Comrie is more deserving of a roster spot to me than Ukapeka Lukanen. And that's it. That's our, that's our episode. That's our, that's our show. Comrie, Lukanen, Krebs, Olafson, Skinner, Tuck, Power, Thompson, and Darlene. All worthy considerations uh, for your fantasy hockey league. So hope you have fun in your drafts. We've got hockey coming on Thursday. So get those lineups set, um, and we will uh, preview some divisions. We're going to talk with Armando Velquez uh, from uh, Locked On Panthers. Uh, in the upcoming episodes, as well as Mike DiStefano from Locked on Leafs. So we'll preview a couple of Atlantic Division foes, uh, and we'll do a full division preview coming up this week as we inch closer to the start of the Sabres season, which is coming on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators. So thanks, everybody, for listening today to the show. Like and subscribe us wherever you may be listening, uh, especially on our YouTube channel. Be sure to leave a comment, a question, or a review. We would uh, greatly appreciate it. So we'll talk to you next time here in the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first Listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked on NHL. The NHL season has begun. Stay up to date everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.